Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Brewers. I'm Emily. I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beer. This episode might sound normal to you because it's featuring both of us. We took a, uh, what would you say? We took like a break from each other? Well, no, not really because we weren't in a fight. We weren't in a fight. We took alternating vacations. We did. So Emily was in Canada. Yes, in Vermont. Two weeks ago, and I was in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. So, so I did my first fo- solo episode last week. Yeah, and it's like a critically acclaimed one. I would <laughs> say uh, it's already in the running for a Pulitzer Prize. Like the first podcast to get a Pulitzer Prize. It was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I'm just doling out the learnings. Yeah, and uh, so how was your trip? It was amazing. We stayed on a farm in Vermont, like deep in northern Vermont, and it was just fabulous. There were sheep. There were chickens roosters dogs cats ducks and honeybees Mm. and at one point one of the dogs got into the rooster pen and killed one of the roosters (laughs) and uh i I don't know why i really laughed at that but we will we were laughing because the people that own the farm were like oh it's not a problem like we're just gonna eat it now we're gonna make soup out of it and we had four roosters which is three too many because you only need one rooster and they were like thank god it wasn't a hen and then i got to watch them like defeather it and gut it and turn it into soup and i was like i love this i love being out in the country very resourceful yeah it was just a lot of realness well as uh, a couple of our listeners are from texas and uh one of my favorite ones mckilla queen told me i'm not prepared for texas heat mm-hmm. and she was absolutely right so i get off the plane and i'm like oh this is not so bad and i'm there for work so like i wasn't there really for brewer's duty but uh it was crazy crazy hot you could feel the heat from the inside of your shoes Ew. coming up but i loved it and it was mild here in mass no it was hot as hell is what i heard last it week. wasn't that bad i guess just compared to the whole summer overall maybe right. i was just getting used to it at that point but also i was north so i was in canada and vermont and it just was a little bit more mild true so in texas i got to meet the beer man yeah Colin, which was pretty cool so we got to meet a listener and we went out for a beer and it was great i can't even tell you where it was i have it written down i didn't bring my notebook tonight so i hope we're both feeling refreshed and ready for fall and yes fall beer i am i really am ready for fall beer i think in my humble opinion the fall is the best season for beer mm-hmm. it's just the time when you're craving it the most too yeah, and this episode this week kind of goes hand in hand with fall because we're talking about cider. Yeah, and North Country Hard Cider from New Hampshire. Hollandsfood. Hollandsfood. And the other thing wa- that I wanted to talk about was just that I put a poll up on Instagram asking our listeners if they are a fan of pumpkin beer, yes or no. And it was literally a 50-50 split. Same with Twitter. I am a closeted pumpkin beer fan, I think. I think I'm a fan of the pumpkin beers that are good. However, I've had some pumpkin beers that I did not like. That doesn't mean I don't like pumpkin beer. I just don't think that everybody does it well. Yeah. A beer I'm super jazzed up about right now is a beer that we're going to drink right now. And if you follow us on Instagram, at Brewroots, follow us, rate and subscribe also on all podcast directories, is from Essex County Brewing Company. Yeah. And Emily, do you want to talk about this can? I know you like the aesthetics. Yeah, this is called the Judah. This is an American double IPA. It's 8% alcohol, so it's pretty hard hitting. And it's got 
a beautiful graphic, kind of like a tattoo style graphic of this like dragon with a hop on the end of its tail. So I actually know the backstory behind this if you want to tell me about so it. So the backstory behind their their logo is if you look at an old style map of Essex County. So this is Massachusetts for everyone who's listening. Essex County is kind of like the northeast portion of the state of Massachusetts. And yes, I realize Massachusetts is super small, so why no do we have why, life, Yeah, <laughs> why do we have quadrants? We do. Yeah. Good over it. Um yeah. it looks like a dragon. So all of the points on there are representative of a point of the different towns in Essex County, and they actually make a, sh- a shape of a dragon. A uh, local artist did that, and then at the tip is a, ho- a hop as the as the dragon's tail. tail. Wow, I love that. Yeah, really and cool. Would you have like any way of knowing that from this can? Because like I'm looking at the label and it's not saying anything like that. So you must have had so to talk to. There are a lot the of founder, unknowns right? about Essex County right now because they are not open yet. Mm-hmm. We were lucky enough to get a sample, and I love this beer. So I got to try it before you. Um, so I'm really excited for you to try it. I know that the uh, Brew Babes MA had a can, and a couple other of our Instagram friends got an exclusive try of this. But they're trying; they're aiming to open up uh, late September, early October. So, and we're slated to have them on as a guest, hopefully before then. And I know I'm going to go to their opening, so I'm really excited. So the beer we have today is Judah, correct? Yes, the American Double IPA, and yeah. this is, these guys are out of Peabody, Mass. Correct. So that's just south of us. Yeah. So they're opening a beautiful tap room. If you don't follow them, follow them on Instagram because they sh- the render there literally like fooled me. I was like, this looks really good. The render's really good. And they're like, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, you're already open, right? <laughs> nope. Yeah, renderings are getting crazy good nowadays. All right, let's open this. That was a solid crack open. So I'll let Ooh. you try it. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. That's actually like really smooth and light for a double IPA. I I know. <laughs> I, I it was for somebody who doesn't love like a super super hazy IPA. This hits the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I liked it even like you know you have that first initial one. They have like a second bigger gulp. Really, really good. Really refreshing. Eight uh, percent, you said. Yep. Yeah, so it's that's reasonably. Yeah, it doesn't taste so much like it though. Like I said, it's not super heavy tasting, so I'm into this. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for bringing it. No problem. Thank you, Essex County, for letting us try it a little bit early. Um, like I said, follow them on Instagram to get more updates. I really have no clue when they are opening. I got to speak with um, one of their owners very briefly. Went to their house, like sat at their kitchen table, and like their kids were running around. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Um. So, Emily, do you have any cool beer facts? Yes. So, I have a couple of beer facts that might surprise you. Matt, did you know that the U.S. is the number two nation worldwide for beer production? Who's number one? China. Really? Yeah. Beer production or beer, beer consumption? Production, not consumption. Really? Production. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it could be just that China has more people, so they're producing more beer for a larger population. And, you know, compared to China, we have, what, probably have like a third of their population, but Correct. we're still number two behind them. So uh, last year, or sorry, in 2016, the U.S. produced 221 million hectoliters. And we found out that a hectoliter is the equivalent of 26 gallons. Right. Correct. Or 100 liters. But okay. pretty cool. And in 2017, uh, beer consumption in the u.s is still the majority of the population are drinking beer i worded that kind of odd but 43 percent of americans are drinking beer okay 
And then you have 32% are drinking wine, 20% Mm -hmm. drinking liquor, and then the other 5% are either abstaining from alcohol or maybe they're drinking cider or some other, you know, mead or something. Emily and I kind of looked at the map and we noticed that a one state kind of stands out. Right. Well, Utah has almost no alcohol consumption whatsoever. And that's probably due to the fact that almost 60% of their population practices um, Mormonism. So they're... The Church of Latter-day Saints does not, uh, cons- they don't consume any alcohol at all. And there are actually some regulations in certain cities in Utah that prevent you from being able to buy beer that's like over 4% alcohol. And so it's just kind of a drier state in general. So it's funny the way that that sort of like threw the number a bit. But Utah also has a pretty low population compared to other states anyway. Yeah, and I'm I, cool I'm actually see. just looking up what percentage of the USA is, is Mormon. So about 5% of the United States is is mormon mm-hmm. but most of them being located in, in utah yeah so i mean we could say that utah plus that two percent scattered around probably makes up that five percent of yeah. non, non-drinkers yep Pretty. so we'll see how that number kind of shifts over time because it seems like beer is still the front runner with like wine and liquor being close behind but it'll be interesting to see if cider starts kind of coming up in the ranks as yeah. as more cider companies are popping up Cool. You know, and you've got like more mass-produced ciders like your Angry Orchard and that kind of thing. But for yeah, sure, that's my fun fact. That's a good. That's a good fun fact. All right. So on this day in history in 1813, uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote to his literally like he had a guy that was his bookmaster, and he was like, "Oh, I saw this advertisement in a local paper about beer making." Um, so his daughter and him, Martha, were brewer and avid beer drinkers and wanted to see what other people were doing so he literally at this point in 1813 called up his book guy and was like yo i'd like to get this book if it's already published or being published i don't know if he got it but the beer the book that happened today in what year 1813 Hmm. so he wanted the book the american brewer and monster (laughs) (laughs) nice forgot my glasses today so a little uh <laughs> i was wondering you looked kind of different today when you walked into yeah, hq it's been a it's been a week of squinting hmm yeah no contacts not a contact guy no gotta Just, get into it i know yep. all right so we're in fall september 7th starting to feel like it and what better is what better thing to do is either drink you know like an oktoberfest hefeweizen or even you know just have pumpkin beer but my yeah. personal favorite is sometimes to have a nice cider yep and i think these guys up in uh new hampshire are kicking butt so without further ado let's get to that interview it's a little bit of a long one so hang tight enjoy and then uh we'll catch you on the other side all right on with it all right i'm here in rollings field rollinsford rollinsford sorry rollinsford or ford i don't it's rollinsford yeah. that's how you say it yes Excellent. New Hampshire. And I am here at North Country Hard Cider. Welcome. Thank you. I'm joined with Silas and Ron. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your day. It's a busy operation here. How many tanks do we have behind us? I've never counted them. (laughs) (laughs) I have one, two. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. At least ten. At least ten. (laughs) Wow. Out front, I guess. Yeah. That's amazing. So tell us about yourself your roles here and your first memory of cider or beer or any alcoholic beverage 
Okay. Uh, so my name is Ron, um, and I'm head cider maker and co-owner. And let's see. I first my first memories of of, of alcohol were were less than perfect. Usually. Maybe somewhat, That's why we tell the story. <laughs> maybe somewhat dubious. It involved a half gallon of orange juice and a pint of peach schnapps. And I'm not going to say much more than that about it. Yeah. But it was unpleasant. Um, I learned a lot there, uh, and uh, have not made that mistake since. <laughs> And that was two weeks ago, right? No, 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 no. Three. Yeah, yeah. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that's good. That's a terrible combination. Um, mine was Dr. McGillicuddy's at a peppermint schnapps at a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your first memory of like, having, <laughs> having cider, though? Like, you know, what that, that, that was like, wow, I, I kind of want to do this. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll just tell you l- just a little history on Ron and I have known each other for over 20 years. We've been best friends for pretty much the entire time and uh so the cider thing was um close to my heart in general so and uh history born and raised in central maine my mom's a chemist we grew up on a farm with kind of a a no-nonsense childhood you could say no additives no preservatives none of the things that you see in a lot of products out out there these days so coming to drinking age uh looking for being an ingredient reader i guess um the way my mom raised us everything pretty much had to be approved by her looking at the ingredients and making sure they're okay cider is not mom approved out there so there's just a lot of stuff a lot of added sugar a lot of added uh, sorbates sulfates caramel coloring most of the stuff is a dead product so it's either uh, pasteurized or sanitary filtered or that as well as having sulfites and sorbates in it so. I, I sense, were you a chemist before? Or no, did you no, just no. follow my mom's? Mom? A, yeah, my yeah. mom's a chemist. I yeah, am f- as far away from a chemist as humanly possible. Yeah. But, uh, but so when you, I mean, also being mildly allergic to sulfites, pretty much if I'm drinking red wine, I get a headache okay. almost immediately. So cider is the same thing. Cider doesn't really cover it up as well. So we started drinking cider out there in the market i mean the first thing you smell is sulfur on it mm. you know and it is also can be quite sweet you're tasting some processed sugar in there and uh not doesn't make you feel good and everybody you, you have this kind of negative connotation to how cider made people feel when they tried it the first time when it should never be that way you know so ron's you know, like I was saying, my best friend, he pretty much been making beer at his house for years. Really good beer, and I'm not, like, a huge beer person. You know, I enjoy certain things, but uh, he was making really good beer. Came to him. He's a scientist as well, and said, can we do this? I want want to do it without any of this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I had a good laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, because everything I'd read up until that point always says, you know, this is the way you do it. Add sulfuric acid. You're, you're going to yeah. add, uh, add potassium metabisulfate to mm-hmm. the juice. You're going to, to kill everything off. And then you're going to uh, um, <coughs> pitch your yeast. And then you're going to kill everything off afterwards with more sulfates. Uh, or you're going to sanitary filter it. Then you're going to add preservatives to keep it, you know, a warm, stable. And so it took a long time, I, uh, a fairly long time. Um, and drawing on some of my brewing experience uh, to sort of come up with uh, a way to um, get our product uh, as stable as it is and 
Um, Silas worked with me on that. He's especially had a lot of input into the types of apples he was hoping to try to use, mm -hmm. and um, I sort of sort of ran with that. We just uh, had a good time. We had an old uh, basket press, and we would get apples and press and. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> the, con the concept. I mean our concept in general just doesn't exist. Right. People just don't make it that way, you know. But it's uh, if you love apples, you want to try to do less to them than more. You know what I mean? So, so they have a great know, flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so when you're you're drinking honey badger, yeah. which is just made with Honeycrisp apples from Maine, mm -hmm. the first thing you're gonna smell when you smell that cider is apples. I agree. Yeah. You know, like it's, you know, if you're drinking cider that's made completely from apples and you don't smell apples, I'm confused. You know, like yeah. that's not that shouldn't be your first impression, especially when you're tasting something and you smell it first, which affects the entire way that you experience it while tasting it. So it was huge, huge for us. I mean, it's kind of our mantra is like, if it doesn't smell and taste like apples, what are you drinking? <laughs> what else is in there? Right. You know? All right. So y all natural, mm -hmm. local? Uh, yeah, very local. Very local. I mean, our product is, is as local as any alcohol could possibly be made. That's that is like amazing. Yeah, it's all. I mean, we're looking. It's important to you. I can just tell. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, right well, off the bat. I mean, it's uh, it's all important. I mean, I think it's important to try to support local farmers as well, um, which is not an easy thing to do in New England. Obviously, winters are rough. Right. I mean, they have a lot of ups and downs depending on the crop, and uh, that's something we experience directly. You know, by making cider, is that uh, each year is very different. So our cost changes dramatically from season to season depending on what the crop is looking like and what the needs are out there so what's been the greatest challenge for you guys starting kind of maintaining and then growing the business there's no one specific <laughs> challenge um i mean i think it's uh yeah dealing with apples you know what i mean so like i mean apples being the entire thing so it's a seasonal thing where we are we are able to get apples kind of for about eight months out of the year and uh, so then you're dealing with, you would say there's 12 months in the year, but you're dealing with more than just four months or three months mm. where you don't actually, can't make more product. Now it's February where we're in right now. Yeah. Kind of one of those dead months. No, no. This is, so this is like our prime time. So pretty much from, because you're not really getting the apples usually immediately mm -hmm. in the fall. Like say we really start getting each variety ripens and as they ripen you know it takes time and you're getting some varieties that are ripening in the beginning of november so you're waiting for that variety so when you're using specific apples to make products you have to make enough the year before to get to that section the following year before you can start making that again so it's a it's it's really really hard yeah it's really so i mean it's I'd say storage and being able to make enough with the time we have and you try to make enough Well, the apples are fresh too. What is the cider that you guys are known for? Or the one that's most popular in a tap room? Fire starter. Fire starter, yeah. And see, I had never had that. And I saw it on your Instagram today. I was like, I can't wait to try it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm ever think we were expecting it to be something that was as popular as that's been but it's been it's been very popular tell us a little bit about that for listeners who might not have tried it yeah, uh, yeah so it was developed as a seasonal cider for valentine's day so my uh, my wife suggested maybe something that tasted like those little red hot candies mm. and uh yeah so silas and i were trying to figure out what we would uh 
what we would put in there that wouldn't be you know red number 40 and that kind of right. stuff you don't want to read and, the ingredients right, on those heart-shaped candies right yeah i have no clue what they yeah. they, they are i can't read them so that's yeah. a bad sign uh so we came up with uh, an idea and just uh sort of messed around in my kitchen at my house and my wife silas and i and uh silas's brother our other partner ivan and uh just sort of developed something we thought tasted pretty good and and released that and it sort of uh, it really took off like wildfire. Mm. We were surprised. What is the pepper you're using for? It's a habanero pepper that we, we have grown literally a mile down the road here at a farm. Mm-hmm. So they grow all of them for us. Now, were they dried over from the summer to here? Or are they still fresh? No. Well, well obviously mean, not. For, yeah, but yeah, we vacuum sealed. We mm-hmm. vacuum sealed them. So we pick them fresh and clean them and then uh, vacuum seal them for the for the season. And they're... Uh, we hopefully made it made enough this year. I don't know that we did, but uh, the, our initial problems. So when we first started making it, we had all these problems. So I mean, we had all problems anyway. But the the problem was that we would get peppers. You know, we'd be getting them at a local grocery store, right? And uh, every batch would be dramatically different in heat. So you've got one that's like eh, it's not really that spicy, and the next one is holy I crap, mean, just yeah. <laughs> insane. So you can never be like, oh, let's put. Four ounces in, four ounces will be enough. It did not work out well. So that's why we pretty much got, you know, in a relationship with a local grower here to grow everything in a, you know, a contained environment where they could be as consistent as possible. How long have you guys been open? Three and a half years? Yes. Three and a half years. So in September, you're starting. Oh, November. Yeah. I actually saw that's my birthday. November 23rd is when you guys open. So you guys doing anything big for that? Yeah. yeah, we uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Great, that's a great question. Yeah. yeah, we never end up having time to ever celebrate anything. Yeah, we don't. We don't tend to plan those kinds of things. We just keep going, yeah. <laughs> which may be bad or not. I don't know. Uh, eventually, we, I'm sure we'll do something. We have to eventually right. do something. Um, it's a good idea. Somebody needs to keep reminding me that that should be on my list somewhere, <laughs> but it falls to the wayside pretty regularly. What's on the horizon for the next three years then? I mean, I think kind of just keep staying the course, keep trying to make something that, you know, we can really be proud of and people are going to experience cider differently and and, uh, hopefully try to change cider perspective out there, kind of what cider's like when you're drinking it instead of, I think there's, there's more, there's a lot of negativity towards cider in that kind of craft beer world, what it's like, the way it makes you feel, it's super sweet, it gives you a pounding headache, you know, all those kind of things. And I mean, I think those are things that, um, you know, we deal with and uh, we hope to, I mean, I think we already have changed a dramatic amount of people locally, but maybe more people. Yeah. You know. Where do you see the cider industry yourself? Like, where do you, like, at this point in time, where do you see it? Uh, I mean, I think I, like, like I was saying, I mean, I think hopefully we can uh, see it growing to the point where people are putting less things in their products and working much harder to produce a product that's pure that's people get to experience those apples i mean apples are we're apple crazy people so it's not like we're just making alcohol and we love drinking alcohol right i mean eating fresh apples is is you know we're very passionate about that uh we grow apples we're yeah just kind of apple crazy people mm-hmm. is there anything behind the name of your cider house 
Or are we in like the North County? Is that mm. your country? No. <laughs> Technically, no. <laughs> we're definitely not in the no. North Country. North of most places, right. but not. Yeah, so. we're in the North Country in the entire United States. But uh, no, I mean, I think we just wanted a really simple name. I mean, I think it was we brainstormed forever on all these names. And I had a business prior to this that we kind of had a bit of a goofy name. And I said that I would never have a goofy name for the business again. We just wanted something really clean and, and simple and that would kind of create some nice imagery for, you know, the design, the, the feel that we wanted. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we didn't want to get carried away on the name. What did you both do prior to, to this? And what was that aha moment where you were maybe at a desk job or wherever you were and you were like, I can't do this anymore. I need to open my own business. Uh, yeah, I was a high school science teacher. Okay. <coughs> uh, aha moment. I... I uh, did the kids find out you were writing brew logs at school or something? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I was actually visiting California with my wife when I was much younger, okay. uh, before we were married. And I wanted to, I, I said, we should just leave school. I should just come out here and I'll find a job and I'll make a living. I know I can do this. This is what I want to do. Grad school, things like that got in the way of both of our lives and those kinds of ambitions. Uh, and I was just homebrewing and... Silas and I were messing with this apple cider project, I'll call it, and having a good time. And the aha moment was when he was like, everyone's drinking all the cider we make. Should we maybe do this? And I went. Yeah, it's not cheap to make cider. Apples are expensive. It is, yeah. And we were making it on a scale, (laughs) on a large scale at home and giving it all away, and uh, which is fine, you know. Um, So you start... So, yeah, I mean, at that point, I mean, for me, I did construction. So my brother and I had a a residential construction company for, I don't know, a long time at this point. And uh, did that most of my life, um, one way or another. What was the goofy name? (laughs) Uh, Ivan Go Construction. It's not terrible. (laughs) My brother's name is Ivan, and our last name is Gordon. Yep. So Ivan Go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we did. it was, I mean, I... Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't like this is a terrible life. I hate my job. It wasn't anything like that. I think it was just we had put something, we had made something that was that different than anything else on the market. We were like, this is this is stupid to not give this a shot, you know, and at least get it out there and see how people experience it. And, you know, from there, yeah, it's yeah, it's been history, I guess. Yeah, I certainly didn't dislike teaching. Right. I mean, we work with students from Worcester Polytech now uh, that come up and do some stuff for what? us. That's so cool. <laughs> I, um, I did that because in I, I, I really enjoy interaction in, in, a, in a teaching slash advisory capacity. That's still uh, something I, I really like. So He's a great teacher. Yeah. Very, very cool. I'm the worst student, but I mean... I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a challenging student. That's yeah, I think I like it's a challenge. Yeah. So let's go back in time two and a half years ago to November 22nd, 23rd, when you guys opened. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of the feelings, nerves leading up to that, that time and what day one was like. Yeah, grand opening was chaos here. Yeah, we were not prepared in any shape or form for the turnout that we had, and we were pretty much gobbled up. Yeah, there's a... Uh, Every fall and spring, they have open mills. So there's mm-hmm. a bunch of artists in the mills, and they open all their studios up. So we had they, there's thousands of people come through the mills. <laughs> we didn't really think they'd make it all the way down to the end. I don't. Yeah, I mean, the, we, qu- we the coincided the it with our grand opening right. to be smart, on that yes. same thing, which is we thought would help, but not to the point that it did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we ended up pretty much being out yeah, of growlers. Out so. of growlers, <laughs> but I mean, on, like we op- we grand opening was Saturday, like 
11 o'clock Sunday, we were out of all growlers, so we couldn't sell any more product. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was it was insane. Well, and at that point, too, uh, all we could do is give free tastings right. because the state of New Hampshire did not allow you to charge for uh, for tastings. So That has changed. That has changed. Yes. yes. We, we helped with we, that. We law. changed that, actually. <laughs> you did talk yes. about that. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we contacted uh, a representative uh, at the state level and uh, asked him to put in a bill. And so he did and uh, worked it through the, the channels. We went up and testified. We presented it. Yeah, yeah. we presented the bill in front of uh, a full house of state representatives and a lot of other people in the business. Yeah. And, and the bill's called North Country <laughs> Bill, right? right now. No, I don't. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I forget the number. But yeah. No, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> not. I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's boring numbers. Yes, yes, but, yes. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it went through pretty cleanly. Right. and, and it's rare in New Hampshire. And so it allows all, not just us, but all beverage manufacturers right. in the state of New Hampshire uh, to do that, which they couldn't before. So it's helped a lot of a lot of businesses, I think. Yeah. Kind of leads into my next question. Uh, why rolling forward? Yeah. Why uh, rolling forward? Yeah. So the reason is pretty simple. I mean, when we were searching for locations, I mean, we had a couple things we had to have to, you know, we had to check certain boxes. One was affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, this checked that box in every area. And loading dock, parking, tasting room. Yep. And um, that was, we got uh, we got everything here. I mean, obviously our loca- location, I guess we weren't expecting the tasting room to be what it ended up being. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had to have something affordable. We did all of this out of pocket. So it's uh, it was a pretty, pretty low budget. And we pretty much did everything in here. So the glycol systems and plumbing and our initial keg washer we built. Yeah. <laughs> so you have that experience from construction, yeah, right? Yeah, so. I mean, tables, bar, you know, we built everything in here. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was um, we kind of had to, you know, we just didn't have the money to do it any other way. So it was uh, just just the deal. I can see that you care about your local farmer. You care about. I'm guessing the community. How do you try to impact the community with your business? That's a good question. I mean, we talk about that a lot, and we've been trying to figure out kind of what the best area is. I mean, a lot of companies will do the 1% or something like that. For us personally, we'd rather do something right in our local community. Um, it's. Uh, I mean, we donate a lot to a lot of different causes constantly throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, whether it be auctions for you know local schools or for... I don't. It's hard to even remember, but historical society, historical yes. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a constant kind of amount of donations that we do. But I think in what we'd rather do is something to impact our local environment, whether it be preserving some sort of watershed or uh, a piece of habitat that isn't going to be developed because the area is is uh, is become so busy mm-hmm. with so much development. I mean, that's that's the goal. It's. It's challenging while trying to grow a business and do all of these things to, to, to give back in that way. But, I mean, that's the goal and one of the main reasons we want to grow the business to be able to do something more impactful, you know, um, that would benefit the local environment and people would be able to enjoy it, you know. What are you most proud of? It's a good question. Yeah, It doesn't have to be... <coughs> within the brewery it can be anything in life but i mean i think i think we're both pretty proud that we stepped out and kind of took this 
chance at the point, you know, at the age we were, um, to take the risk. I think it was a. I think it was very scary. Still is. Yeah. Um, yeah, know. I could have stayed teaching. It's a, it's a uh, fairly comfortable yep. uh, life. A pension and every yeah, 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 all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. that, and uh, continued down that path. But yeah, I mean, it, I did construction my entire life, and you know, I made more money doing construction. Um, different life, definitely. Um, but I think also just, I think we're definitely pretty proud that we're staying best friends. I think is uh, is the challenging part of seeing some people you know seeing your best friend every single day and dealing with challenging business decisions with them all the time because neither of us like to roll over uh we both like to challenge each other to keep things fresh and going in the right direction because if one of us isn't challenging the other person we're going to end up uh, with a problem probably (laughs) and so that can be it can be there it's just knowing that that's uh that's the business part and just walking out of here and 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 going fishing you know they're doing something like that uh, I remember when we used to go fishing? That was great. Yeah. This <laughs> is the good old what days. Was that? Was that <laughs> prior to two and a half years ago? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. Yes. Yeah. It's been a long time. But yeah, I mean, I think that it, that is it. I mean, we're, there's, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a dramatically challenging person daily. I mean, because I just think that uh, just never giving up on making something better, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's, uh, you know, uh, in an aggressive way. I mean, I think it's, we care, we care a lot and, and, uh, Having somebody that doesn't challenge you as well is you get nowhere. There's no way to grow. What's in your refrigerator at home? It can be cider, beer. Uh, let's see. I've got Allagash, 16 counties. Everyone says Allagash. Yeah. Everyone has Allagash <laughs> in their fridge. And uh, Allagash uh, Century. One of my favorite beers, period. Mm-hmm. Got uh, some tributary. Um, that's a barrel-aged Brett cider or i mean a uh, beer mm-hmm. in my fridge too yeah i've got uh let's see i have some deciduous i have some seven settlement um barrel age they have a they do a, their barrel age brown which is serious yeah it's really nice it's a share share style beer mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean i'm not a i mean i'm not a big drinker you know at home we do a lot of tasting here so you know i think there's only so much you can do when you got to be clear the next day for me at least some people are much better at it yeah but are you drawing inspiration from beer or where are you drawing your inspiration for your your flavor profiles that you have here i would say from food we eat a lot of times it's not necessarily from other beverages Mm. um yeah, 100%. I mean, we both love to cook. We've been cooking like mad people forever. And um, I mean, I think there's inspiration in kind of the concept of our business from the brewery world, definitely. Um, but for a lot of flavor stuff, I mean, whether it's, yeah, I mean, definitely from food. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have the we have Wolf Kitty on, which is a tart cherry uh, ginger and tangerine zest cider. And that was i was making thanksgiving dinner two years ago yeah yeah and and put that together like we were missing pieces in it we had some pieces and there was like what was the final piece and it was actually that zest that tangerine zest that ended up doing it Mm. what is the uh funkiest cider you guys have made berry brett it's on top (laughs) (laughs) we'll have some of that for you today all right sounds good yeah that's that's a that's a so this year's version of berry brett has had quite a journey. Uh, it started off in port barrels, 
which we were not happy with. Really? Uh, yeah, the port barrels were just kind of, yeah, just not happy with. Yeah. I'm going to leave it. I'm going <laughs> to leave yep. it there. Yeah, we weren't happy with those, so we actually racked them over t- into uh, Woodford Reserve barrels. Okay. Um, now they oak? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so the, the port barrel is kind of, there's no, there's, I think there's a toast on the inside of a port barrel. There's no char at all. Mm-hmm. It's a light toast, and the, uh, the Woodford barrels are a heavy, like, alligator char on okay. the inside. And so it went into that where we did the addition of blackberries and blueberries and a pinch of brett, uh, where that secondary ferma- uh, fermentation happens in the barrel with the fruit. So we do our initial fermentation with our house yeast, which is an ale yeast, and then that secondary fermentation with the brett in the barrel. This is this is definitely is funky, but it's 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 wild and wacky, and there's yeah, it's good. Very cool. All right, some social media plugs and where we can find you. Hours of operation. Yeah, I mean Instagram and Facebook right now. We're working on our website. It's coming eventually. Mm-hmm. We just uh, not enough hours in the day. Um, winter hours are Thursday through Saturday, twelve to seven. Sunday, twelve to five. Summer hours will be Wednesday through Sunday, twelve to seven. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're in New Hampshire, you sh- hopefully shouldn't have a problem finding us. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you find you in local areas? Yes. 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 So you're on yeah. tap in some local areas. Uh, all over. Yes. yes. All are. over yeah. the seacoast of New Hampshire, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, some bordering, you know, uh, bordering uh, Massachusetts areas there. So. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you guys spending some time. I know you guys are busy with a two-man operation. <laughs> I mean, you have some helpers here. Oh, but yeah. No, no, no. We have some very hard workers helping, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Anything or else for the listeners? Any words of encouragement to if they want to step into the business? Um, be prepared for it to be much harder than you could possibly imagine. Fair enough. But uh, go get it, definitely. Yeah. And uh, don't do what everyone else is doing. <laughs> go against the cuff. Yeah, try. Try harder. Try to do something different. Don't follow that. Don't follow the herd. Why bother? Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks so much for coming. No problem. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Awesome interview, Matt. Good job. Oh, thanks. Good on you. You know, that that interview is actually the second interview I did starting in 2018. Oh, nice. So it stayed in the archives for the perfect time to be released. Yeah. And I can't wait for you guys to listen next week because... Obviously, you know, we're getting close to fall. I'm not going to say it's fall yet because that's not till the 21st, but the days are getting shorter and I think we're all starting to kind of like cozy up a little bit. The weather's changing. Sweater weather. Matt's wearing a flannel right now. And so next week we're going to bring you an episode that's all about fall beer. Yeah. I think it's either you love it, you hate it. I don't, I don't really know anyone who's like, I'm all right with pumpkin beer. I think it's you really either you love it or you hate it. Yep. Um, we've been doing weekly polls on Instagram and kind of like what people thought. I have a lot of them written down, so we're going to read some of them. Maybe keep some anonymous. Maybe keep some. We'll give you a shout out if you want. Uh, but, you know, I think it's going to be a good interview. We're going to talk to about, you know, some of the processes that go into pumpkin beer and different styles yeah and before next week's episode airs you know you guys can submit your comments to us dm us on instagram and tell us any beers that you're enjoying of the moment especially pumpkin beers or maybe like tell us why it is that you like pumpkin beers or don't like pumpkin beers and i'd just be curious actually to see like what pumpkin beers you do enjoy if you're not a huge fan of them if they're one that you do enjoy Mm -hmm. or vice versa you know uh, so huge shout out to Essex County Brewing Co. Thank you so much for giving us the early release of their beer. Follow them on Instagram. 
Huge awesome. shout out to North Country Hard Cider. Thank you. Thanks yeah. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. I love it when you guys do that. And they have really good cider. So check them out as well if you're in the area. And last but not least, check us out. Because yeah. we're kind of growing at a cool rate. Uh, Matt has a mosquito on his head and I almost got it. Oh, man. <laughs> Summer's not over. The mosquitoes are still I know. out. They're, they're flying into HQ. I don't even know how they're getting in here, but... Yeah, Don't forget that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Brewroots on Everything. You can send us your episode requests, uh, info at Brewroots.com. You can DM us, visit yeah. us at Brewroots.com to check out the website and read a little bit about me and Matt. I also wrote up a quick blog post about last week's episode to just give you guys some links about you know, the different studies that I found about the health impacts of beer. So if you're interested in that, you can check it out. Yeah, and I think we're going to start uh you know updating the blog a little bit more yeah i've got lots to say and i have lots of notes that just haven't been turned into posts so exactly uh yeah and emily thanked you guys last week and i just want to take an opportunity to thank everyone who's listened taking the time um like it was so cool to go to a different state and have someone want to meet me like not that i'm like (laughs) oh like yeah i need to meet somebody but it was just kind of cool that you know people taking time out of their day to listen to our podcast like this wasn't i i didn't even picture it getting to the level it's at uh so really all the stuff that you guys send us negative positive really does motivate us to be better so i hope you guys are enjoying it and uh yeah that's my like sappy like thank you i don't know sappy thank you yeah (laughs) cool so next week pumpkin beer either you love it or you hate it and we'll catch you next week cool Cheers. cheers